Okay, first things first, I've got a correction. After listening to our previous episode, episode two of this season on the film Somewhere in Time, a number of you were kind enough to let us know that the movie actually takes place on Mackinac Island, not Mackinac, like we pronounced it, which in our defense is how it's spelled. Either way, we regret the error. But the fact that you caught it means you're listening to the show, and for that, we thank you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go make an espresso before I go to the library. Mackinac. Hey again, subgenre fans. It's your host and fellow movie nerd, Josh Dassel. We are well underway on our third season of the show where we're talking all about time twister films. And a new season means it's about time already for the return of our bonus segment, The Pickup Shot. In The Pickup Shot, we find those bits of the show that didn't quite make it into the final release and bring the best ones to you to help expand this little universe of ours. In our last episode about the 1980 sci-fi time travel period piece, Somewhere in Time, I spoke with my wife, the creator of the amazing Art Curious podcast and author of Art Curious, Stories of the Unexpected, Slightly Odd, and Strangely Wonderful in Art History, about the unique look and feel of that movie and how it relates to her particular world of knowledge. Stick around. We're both going to learn something new. I promise. Let us take a step away for a moment Mm -hmm. from talking specifically about this movie And let's step over into a place where I am less comfortable and you're a lot more comfortable in the world of art. I know that. I'm here at the right person to talk about art history. I know that. Last part of this episode, we had spoken about how shots from this film are composed in such a way to feel like paintings. Mm -hmm. Or they're composed in such a way to feel like specific paintings or things that might feel very familiar to us if we've been to a museum. Yeah. Broaden us out a little bit and talk to me about art generally in this time period, right around the 1910s leading into the 1920s, is what is being set up for us in this film accurate to that time? Does it feel of art that was in that time? What do we know? So I think it's really interesting because, as we've talked about before, they're looking at a lot of Impressionist and Post-Impressionist works as inspiration, at least for the vibe of what's going on. So the people milling in the background look like they are extras from one of Seurat's paintings, things like that. But those were works that were created in some cases 20, 30, even 40 years prior this movie is taking place. So this movie takes place in 1912 for the most part. And those were all you know late 19th century paintings really. So this movie is sort of behind the times when it comes to art vibes, art themes, Mm -hmm. uh, subject matter, and so forth. But let me get into it. This is such a nerdy thing. But that's also kind of indicative of America in the art world at this point. America was really behind the times when it comes to art movements and art themes. So what's happening right now in Europe, especially, especially in Germany, but really France, is that modern art is really starting to pick up steam. So this is the point in which cubism has already been introduced, futurism, fauvism. So people like Matisse, Picasso, George Braque, the first abstract works by Hilma of Klint and Vasily Kandinsky are coming out. And in comparison, the American art world is really behind the times. So there's still a lot of focus on a lot of really academic, so things that 
that you would learn in a traditional art school. Lots of portraiture, rural scenes, agricultural scenes, but done in a more realistic and representational manner. So not a lot of abstraction the same way as a lot of artists were moving towards in Europe. So it kind of makes sense to me that if the art world was really and truly behind the times in America at that point, so is somewhere in time in looking back 20 to 30 years prior in what was going on in the art world. Because a lot of Americans were still looking back to that period. Think about how big the Impressionists were. You know, people like Claude Monet, Edgar Degas, Bert Morisot, things like that. A lot of American artists came over from the U.S. to Europe to learn about Impressionism and were still painting in the Impressionist style decades after it became famous mm. and popular because, you know, we we're just sort of behind it. I'm keeping people like Mary Cassatt or, you know, permanent expats, American expats who were lived in France. I'm keeping them out of the conversation a little bit because they were more on the avant-garde side of things, the head of the game. It's really kind of interesting. I think it's kind of strange. But at the same time, this is just on the cusp of avant-gardism becoming bigger, at least, in the U.S. So this is the year before the famous Armory show hit, which is really for the first time when a lot of American artists learned about people like Picasso and Matisse and Marcel Duchamp and moving forward into what would later become Dada and surrealism and blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to pause you there because I... Because I'm rattling off No, <laughs> no, no, no. Be because I think for the art inclined, some of this makes sense. Yeah, yeah. For those who may be a little newer to the scene, I'm raising my hand, uh -huh. help us a little bit in... We were talking about the Impressionists. We were talking about Dadaism. Give me some definitions here as we go along. Yeah. I mean, Dada, I don't feel like we need to get into in this case. Suffice to say that it's... Art that was created in response to World War One that basically said there's no point to anything in the world. It's all crazy because the world doesn't make sense because of war. Facts. So that's not what's going on here. But Impressionists, they were all about capturing these fleeting moments of atmosphere, of light, of time of day, things like that. So you're painting really quickly to capture the essence or the impression. Haha. Mm. <laughs> impression of a moment. So a lot of bright colors, a lot of pastel colors. They used white paint underneath to kind of pop those colors a little bit brighter on their canvases. And a lot of times they painted outside. So I think it's a lot of paintings of people really doing what you see in Somewhere in Time, just kind of leisure experiences. Mm -hmm. People sitting on the shores of a lake or a river and spending time outdoors and beautiful flowers. So I think having that is really just setting the vibe. So I think that those paintings of vibes are what the movie is trying to represent in my opinion. Filmically, to me, there's a lot of sepia tone sort of stuff that goes on here. Yeah, definitely. Which reads to me as old photograph, but does it read to you as anything else from an art perspective? I think of it as a lot of the pastel that you see going on as well. So a lot of Jane Seymour's costumes. I think Christopher Plummer's costumes, because he basically lives in the same brown striped suit, that leads more into that old photography type thing. But I think most of it just reads to me as... Beautiful impressionist misty gauziness. Christopher Plummer's suit or oh, I'm sorry, Christopher no. Reeves' suit? Christopher Reeves. Too many Christophers. Yeah, the one suit he wears all the way through the film. Yeah, his single outfit. Yeah. Okay, so if I was wandering through the Grand Hotel in 1912, understanding that impressionism was sort of the end of the 19th century thing, and now I'm starting to transition into other things here at the beginning of the 20th century, they're having some sort of art show in a gallery in the hotel here on Mackinac Island. 
what sorts of paintings whose art would be really hot right about that point? It kind of depends. I think at this point in the U.S., Impressionism was pretty popular. So you had people like J. Alden Weir, um, Frederick Friesica, Child Hassam, a lot of painters who were coming off in that European style, but still doing a lot of traditional, you know, landscapes, maybe some kind of proper looking portraits, things like that. Bowls of fruit. Bowls of fruit. Lots of bowls of fruit. I think what you would be seeing, especially in a setting like this, would still be considered fairly traditional art. Mm -hmm. There were people who were moving into the avant-garde, like a lot of New York artists who were part of what was called the Ashcan School, was a little more forward thinking in their artwork, but it by no means was abstract Yeah. in what we would think of as like a Picasso work is abstract. You're seeing all different angles and it's a person, but it doesn't look like a real person. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. So are we anywhere in the neighborhood? Because I'm, I'm looking at some of the shots that are done here and some of the abstractness that we were talking about, like pointillism. Yeah, that was that George Seurat painting that we were talking about earlier. That's at the Art Institute of Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's like 1880s, 1890s. I can't remember the exact date of those paintings. But again, that's like 30 years removed yeah. from this actual time period. Sort of like Christopher Reeve's suit. Yeah, exactly. So he's back in time somewhere in time, <laughs> kind of behind the times a little bit, and so was American art, really. Thanks so much for listening to the pickup shot from Subgenre. Make sure you continue to receive our new full-length episodes and more bonus content immediately as it's released by joining our fans. We call them the Good World, and subscribe to the Subgenre podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on kind of wherever else you find podcasts. You're going to find us. You can learn more about the show on our website, subgenrepodcast.com, and come say hello and tell us what you're thinking about in movies, in art, or really in anything else. You'll find us on the socials at subgenrepod. I'm Josh Dassel, and I'll see you on the next set. Kabunki. Kabunki.